Let's pray. Father, today we are grateful for your love and compassion. We pray, Lord, as we continue this wonderful study of the Sermon on the Mount, that you would speak to us. May we hear from you, and may we learn how to live life worry-free. And Lord, we make our prayer in Christ's name. Amen. Once upon a time, Chicken Little was wandering in the edge of the forest, enjoying its beauty, when an acorn hit her on the head. Startled by the unexpected bonk, Chicken Little said, The sky is falling, and I must go tell the king. Immediately she started on her journey to the king. Soon she met Cocky Locky, who asked where she was headed. She said she was headed to see the king because the sky was falling. He joined her in her journey to warn the king. Soon the two of them met Goosey Lucy, who asked where were they headed. They responded they were headed to see the king because the sky was falling. Soon they came across Turkey Lurkey, who asked them where they were headed. They told him they were headed to see the king because the sky was falling. Joining the crowd, they headed off until they came to Foxy Loxy, who asked them where they were headed. They told him they were headed to see the king because the sky was falling. Then the fox asked, Do you know the way to the king? They told the fox that they weren't quite sure, so the fox replied, Let me show you the way. And then he led them deep into the forest, into his den, and none of them were ever seen again. As you know, fables are told with morals in mind, and this fable tells us that it's easy to stir mass hysteria and that our worrying will eat us alive. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus takes on this important matter of worry. He understood that worry was a matter that all human beings had to deal with and fully understood how it could eat people alive. So he addresses how people in the kingdom are to deal with worry. Do you ever worry? Do you ever worry about things? Do you often feel overwhelmed by that worry? I'm sure that most of us know something about worry because all human beings sometimes worry about something. But what is worry that Jesus is talking about here, and what's Jesus trying to communicate? The Greek word that Jesus uses here is much like our English word for worry, which ranges from being concerned about something to be overly anxious about a thing. Often, levels of concern lead to actions to address matters that are very important. And so being concerned can be a, a rather good thing. But being anxious and having significant anxiety, on the other hand, aren't very healthy for us. Here it seems that Jesus is talking more about this of worrying in the sense of it being anxious and that anxiousness gnawing at us. You know, worry is when our stress levels are high and we feel overwhelmed. Worry is connected to fear that is related to the uncertainties that are around us. When worry is in full gear, we get all worked up over our particular concerns. 
Now, most of Jesus' original audience while he was preaching the Sermon of the, on the Mount were what were known as people of the land who had a very meager existence. Many had only the clothing on their back. They had no extra change of clothing and had no food stored in a pantry. And gee, most of them didn't even have a pantry. They literally lived from hand to mouth. Jesus knew that many of them would worry about what they would wear and what they would eat and that for them it was a matter of survival. But you know, it's not just the people of the land. It's not just the poor among us that worry about what to wear and what to eat. I have a granddaughter who has a closet and dresser full of clothes. Yet, on many days, my granddaughter worries about what she's going to wear that day, and she works herself into a frenzy. Yeah, we can have much and be worried about what we wear and what we eat. The things we worry about and get all worked over, up over is a long list. You know, we can worry about the economy, that inflation is so high. We can uh, worry about uh, uh, coming or an existing recession that exists. We can worry about the future of the United Methodist Church. We can worry about whether or not our team will win on Saturday. We can worry about what to prepare for company that is coming and we worry about, do we really have enough candidates for, to apply for our youth position? We can worry about safety and security and often make ourselves and others sick over what could possibly happen. It seems that we can worry about anything and maybe everything. Uh, I read an article from our Christian cousins at Lifeway and I found it enlightening as it spoke on this matter of worry. The author identifies four kinds of worriers. Now, I want you to be prepared because this is highbrow academic stuff. The author identified mayday worriers. These are people who worry that the plane is going down and there is no radio. The radio doesn't work. You know, for Chicken Little, it was the sky is falling. This is hysteria over what might be a possibility, even so slight, and the focus is on the worst possible outcome or possibility. Then there are yesterday warriors. These are the those who regret what happened and what was or was not done in the past, and then... Worry about what it might mean in the future. Then there are someday worriers. These speculate about what might happen someday out there. Again, the focus tends to be on the worse. And then the fourth type of worrier is the everyday worrier. These folks are trapped in the cycle of worry, replaying things over and over and over and over again. Can you relate to any of these types of warriors, the mayday, the yesterday, the someday, or the everyday warrior? Jesus makes it clear that problems exist when we worry. He asks a big question in his message. He says this, can any add a single hour to life by worrying? I ask you that question. 
Can you add anything to your life by worrying about the economy, what will happen in the United Methodist Church, if the Braves will trade Dansby Swanson? Can we really add anything to our lives about worry? Jesus' answer was obvious. No one can add to life by worrying. As a matter of fact, worrying can take time from our lives. Worry has a negative impact on the physical nature of ourselves. Just Google the physical impact of worry, and you'll find a long list of potential negative effects. And those effects are enough, quite honestly, to worry you to death. Difficulty swallowing, dizziness, dry mouth, fast heartbeat, fatigue, headaches, inability to concentrate, irritability, muscle aches, muscle tension, nausea, rapid breathing, shortness of breath, and the list goes on. You see, chronic worrying can lead to high blood pressure and contribute to ulcers. Now, these kinds of things that I'm talking about, they don't lengthen our lives. They shorten our lives. But, you know, worry also has a negative impact on our souls. The life force of who we are does not fare well in an environment of worry. You see, worry speeds us up and shifts our focus from things that are truly important to the thing we are worrying about. It makes what is usually something out there somewhere in the future to become the urgent matter that I've got to address now. Worry blocks our joy by allowing fear to dominate our thoughts and emotions. Worry tends to hinder our relationships with other that is, and that being in relation with others is really food for the soul because worry causes us to focus on the thing we're worrying about rather than on the other we are in relationship with. Take, for example, in marriage. So often couples worry about money and will there be enough money and what are we going to do with our money? And instead of focusing on one another, they get tied up in the worry about resources and the impacts of all this are negative. You see, worry causes our souls to wither. It is no wonder and no surprise that Jesus said, Do not worry about your life. You see, Jesus wants his followers, he wants those who are part of the kingdom to be healthy and to live life to the fullest. And we really can't do so when we're filled with worry. Now, the reality of life is this, that even as falls of Jesus Christ, things, stuff will come along that's important that can have a negative impact there are matters that concern us every one. So how is it possible to deal with these concerns so we don't drift into this worry zone and not be overwhelmed by the anxiety it brings? Jesus offers some excellent advice. Instead of worrying about matters in our lives, he says this, 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now you need to understand that these are not just words about worry and how to overcome worry. But these are central to Jesus' thoughts in the Sermon on the Mount. These words are central to Jesus' ministry. Seek first the kingdom. And so we find that here Jesus is giving us our priority of living. That we are to seek God's kingdom and God's righteousness. These are to be our top priority. When it comes to other matters, while they may even be very important, they take a back seat to the kingdom and to God's righteousness. You see, seeking the kingdom and God's righteousness, these are to become the driver of our lives. You see, we are to make living in God's new reality, this divine dimension come on earth, our focus. We are to be people who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We want and seek God's righteousness, a deeper right relationship with God, a deeper and right relationship with one another, and a deeper right relationship with ourselves. We want and to seek what is right. We want to do right, and we want our world to be in the right. We want to make our world right. You see, seeking God's kingdom and righteousness becomes our priority. When that happens, worry has less air to breathe in our lives. This priority helps us to develop a kind of immunity from worry. Kingdom people will, by virtue of living fully in the kingdom, suffer less from worrying. Now, it doesn't mean that there won't be issues that arise that can lead us into that sense of being concerned and maybe even having anxiety. And when we encounter those matters or those issues arise where there is uncertainty and we feel a wave of anxiety rolling and sweeping over us, actively in those moments beginning to seek God's kingdom and God's righteousness becomes for us the treatment. Understanding and turning to the king and discerning and using the resources available to us, worry is often stopped in its track. A couple of months ago, I had some surgery. Following that surgery, I developed a, a complication that wasn't life-threatening by any means, but it was very concerning and uncomfortable. I came into the office, and my stress levels and anxiety over this complication, I have to admit, were off the charts. It just so happened that on that day we were having staff meeting, and I wasn't at all focused on matters around the table. So in the midst of our meeting, I paused everything, and I asked the members of our staff to lay their hands on me and to pray for me, and they did. I'm so grateful for their willingness to pray. Now, my complication didn't just instantly go away. It wasn't though I felt this warm, uh, fuzzy thing sweep over me and I felt all that better. But something did happen, and it was radical. I felt a sense of peace. It was tangible, and my anxiety had eased. Now... In just a short matter of time, that complication went away 
as well. But even more importantly, God gave me peace. When we are in the midst of our worries, seeking the kingdom is so powerful and great things can happen. You see, when we seek first the kingdom, peace often flows as we experience and realize what the kingdom is, the reality in which we're living, and the nature of the king. You see in these verses that you heard earlier, Jesus explained that God, the king, really cares for you and me. He asked this profound question, aren't you more important than birds and flowers in a field? God really cares for us. As we seek first the kingdom, even in the midst of uncertain times, often a plan can develop that allows us to take the actions that are needed. Maybe you, like me, have gone to bed at night with a matter on your mind and, and concerned about what is going on and how can that be addressed. And maybe you wake up the next morning after having prayed and a plan becomes clear how to address that. And then often, as we seek the kingdom in the midst of uncertain times, a provision is made clear. Something comes out of the blue, a provision, or God shows us the way through in the midst of the matter. If we really want to experience the life that Jesus wants us to have and to not be conquered by worry, we need to seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. Let us pray. Father, today we thank you for your kingdom. And may seeking your kingdom and your righteousness be our priority. And Lord, help us to live as a people, not overwhelmed by anxiety, but live as a people who fully enjoy the benefits and glory of your kingdom and your righteousness. For we make our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen.